guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Welcome back, guys. This is Paramormal Activity Podcast, and this is your host, Melissa and... And Jill. And we are going to start the episode today with one of our spooky stories. Again, if you guys have any stories you would love to submit to us, hit us up at Paramormal Activity Podcast. DM us, comment on a post. We want to hear everything. That we do. Now, guys, this story, I try to find stories that connect with children and the paranormal. And... Uh, this one is about a little uh, little girl, so some of you might be able to relate to it, depending on what your children have done. All right, <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> it says, when my sister was about one year old, my mom would stay up all night while the rest of the house was asleep. My mom's a night owl, naturally, so she didn't really mind staying up late looking after my sister. One night while we were all asleep, except her and my sister, something weird happened. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see. <laughs> My mom was sitting in the recliner, and my sister was propped on her on her lap facing her. My sister kept staring at the corner of the wall that meets the ceiling, staring and giggling. My mom turned around, and obviously nothing was there. But she was still staring and smiling, happy as ever. She even started waving. Uh, yeah. Now I'd be like, in the middle of the night, like... No. <laughs> Who the hell are you waving to? No, stop. I know. I'd be like, oh, hell no. I'm turning all these lights on. <laughs> Now it said, um, eventually, after my mom was creeped out, she got my sister's attention to do something else. Now, the way our house is set up, our living room and kitchen are connected. Later on in the night, so it still continues, (laughs) my sister was standing in the kitchen, and my mom had the light off, so it was dark in there. Come on, turn those lights on after what just happened. (laughs) Now, giggling at another corner, she was pointing, laughing, and waving. She would just stare off into the dark, And my mom would repeatedly call her name, and it still would not get her attention. My mom got really creeped out that night. As far as I know, that was the only night it happened. But that was, uh, that's the end of that story. But that would creep me out a lot. Yeah, like, absolutely. Especially when you see, like, kids interacting. Oh, yeah. With something, like, you know, like, it's not like they're staring, but now they're waving. Like, they see something. Like, something is... And it's not like a attention. newborn baby. Like, I think, like, newborn babies, sometimes they smile in their sleep. They do. A one-year-old, I mean, they're smiling, waving, giggling, and the mom's trying to get her attention, and she's still not. I, I don't know. That No, me, that yeah. that would not fly with me. I'd be <laughs> busting out the sage. Like, oh, yeah. Ah. I'd be sleeping with the lights on, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so, I mean, at least thank God that was the only time that happened, because if that was continuing to happen... Oh, yeah, I'd have to move. I might have a situation like the case we're talking about today. Ain't that the truth? Well, how was your week, Joe, with Miss Kels? You know, we have our moments with that little Kels. <laughs> She's, she has her teething episodes, which I feel bad, because oh, I'm sure I know. it's Charcel doesn't have any teeth. Yeah, Kelsey doesn't either. <laughs> at eight months, though, you know, when she goes through periods, like they go through periods, you feel so bad. You're like, oh my god, it's like you can't like really help them besides giving them the occasional Motrin, you know, and the chew toys. I know, and, and it's like no matter what, I feel like none of that still works sometimes, you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't really. I mean, I can't. I mean, I would thank God we actually don't remember the pain because I, I just can't imagine it. But oh yeah, 
It's got to be brutal. Oh, I can't even imagine that. It's they and do it's like say a slow it's process. Like it, like it doesn't like just happen like overnight. Like I mean, obviously you'll see the tooth overnight, but I'm saying like the whole no, teething process, like multiple layers. But yeah, it's, I mean, Shara's been teething on and off. Like like one day we're gonna wake up and she's have like seventeen. <laughs> right, all of a sudden she's gonna smile. It's gonna be it's horrible. gonna be creepy. <laughs> one thing that Shara has been doing though, I mean, she's been sitting up like for a while. That's not anything uh-huh. new, but like what we do. Now is like, you know, when she wakes up from her yeah. nap, like we go open the door and like she's sitting up staring like at me. Oh wake. My God. And it creeps me out. I even creeped my husband out the other day. He like jumped. I'm like, what are you <laughs> jumping at? He's like, she creeped me out. But I'm like, and it's like the funniest thing though, because like you look at the monitor, you know, she's up. But like, it's just, I don't know. But I'm it's like, still just walking in and seeing demon it. Demon child. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. It's been scary. That char, me. she kills me. She's, she's ready to start walking. She's been killing me this week with being mobile. Like today I've been stalking Amazon to see when our baby gate is coming because she's on a mission. Oh, yeah. You got to get her a gate and you got to keep her tamed in there. It's like, a, I feel bad. It's like a dog. You, know, you get them to chew toys. I know. <laughs> no, it's true. You do little squeaky. <laughs> We're going out. I know. We are. No, but they're they're great. They even had a play date this they week. Had, the yes, girls. they had a play date this week. Yeah. They, they got to be in the sun. They played. They're like yeah. the cutest things ever. They really are. It's awesome. I wish we could post a picture, but, you know, I don't know. I know. With these crazy the weirdos out there. <laughs> All you weirdos, I'm kidding. <laughs> not you guys. But, no, you know, not the you people guys. that, you know. There's just, a lot of weirdos, though. Yeah, we just, you just never know. Ugh. But, okay, going into this episode, okay. This is be a long one, guys. I know the past couple ones have been a little bit shorter. Um, and, actually, it feels like we haven't recorded in a while because we usually record on, like, a Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We've been a Wednesday, now it's a Friday, and we've been building up this episode. It took, I mean, I love talking about this. Like, if I see you in person, like, if I talk paranormal things, I always bring this case up mm-hmm. because I I, mean, it, I don't want to, like, get all over the place, and I think it's very easy with this episode to go back and forth, back and forth, and you're like, okay, like, what are you talking about? So I'm trying not to do that right now, but it definitely is one of the cases that I think has fucked me up. I saw something in person revolving this. Oh, God. And um, <laughs> this case, um, it, it, it's about the Demon House. We're talking about the Demon House in Gary, Indiana. Um, got shed to light by the family that got affected by this, but also by Mr. Zach Bagans, who we idolize because he's great uh-huh. at what he does. And can't thank him more than enough for even doing this documentary really shed light i think to the paranormal oh, community well i'll get more into that later on this documentary has in other words i hate to curse but it has fucked me up <laughs> um but let's get into it though so this is kind of like the modern day amityville house they say <laughs> minus the warrens oh god um, yeah. and okay so this house is in gary indiana it's located on at 3860 Carolina Street. I mean, it no longer is. Again, we'll get into that, mm-hmm. but that's where it was located. So in November t- uh, 2011, Latoya Amons, along with her mother, Rosa Campbell, and three of Latoya's kids, who were 7, 9, and 12, move into what is known today as the Demon House. Now, Latoya has not wanted to um, share the names of her kids mm-hmm. publicly, which I can completely yep. respect, I um, do definitely. Too. Especially after when we talked about you know the Conjuring case and the and the Enfield case yeah. where the where the kids will get bullied, I can definitely understand. Now, this was pretty recent too. I mean, two thousand eleven yeah. is only ten years ago. Ten years know, ago, so. I'm old. 
these kids are still kind of kids. Also. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess 22, yeah, 19, I mean, you know, they're 17. Still teenagers. They're teenagers, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's another, it's a mom being affected by this exactly. and not knowing what to do. Um, so they move into the home in November of 2011, and activity started right away. About a month after they moved in December, uh, they were having a black fly infestation. The black flies would swarm over the porch, and they would not go away. They kept returning after the family made multiple attempts of exterminating them. Okay, now in Indiana, I mean, I think we all know that it's cold there, mm-hmm. especially in the winter time. So how the hell are you getting black flies? Exactly. Um, and then Grandma Campbell, she shortly after this the black fly incidents, um, she would report witnessing a shadow figure of a man pacing back and forth in the living room. Oh and uh, she would find later on a boot print in the living room. Okay, that's like fucking creepy. That is very creepy. Um, and then Grandma claims she was choked by an unknown force Jeez. shortly after that. And when it gets violent, I don't mess around with that. You know, it's one thing seeing yeah, apparitions. Yeah, that's physical and violent, you know. Yeah, it's... especially when they want to hurt you. Now, that's, oh, yeah. that's demonic. That's demonic. Um, then shortly after Grandma's witnessing this crazy stuff happening, uh, LaToya's oldest daughter was reportedly levitated above her bed, unconscious during a sleepover with a friend. And she had no reckon, no recollection of this activity ever happening. Can you imagine having a sleepover, Jill? No. <laughs> like your friend just goes flying through the air. Yeah, that'd like, be my last sleepover probably. I yeah, mean, right? I, can't... I mean, I, w- I would be go- going into a psych ward, I Oh, think. 100%. I can't imagine witnessing that, let yeah. alone being the yeah, I mean, child that is, you know, levitating above her. This demon, we're demons, we're ghosts, we're ghosts, is ballsy. Yeah, I'll just say oh, that. definitely, because it's all getting physical now. That's oh, my God, part. yes. And then shortly after this that scary incident, um, Latoya's oldest son was thrown across the room by an unknown force. So that's mm. always fun, right? That <laughs> then, it is. Of course, a, family. of course, the third, the youngest one won't, you know, miss out on the action, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's reportedly had his eyes roll back into the back of his head, I was growling, saying, it's time to die, and I will kill you. Okay, creepy. I agree. Could you imagine? Uh, no, I cannot. I, and I will kill you. Yeah, I can't. No, I, I cannot um, imagine that. So, um, there, Zach Bagans, um, he created a documentary on this whole case, um, which was released in 2018. So you see a lot of, obviously, it's actor portrayal mm-hmm. on it, but you also see interviews with the people that we're going to be mentioning Coming up, um, the Amons, they did not want to be interviewed. They did not want to participate in this. Um, they refused. That's their right. Uh, they kind of wanted, from my understanding of the documentary, they kind of wanted to leave the house, and that's that. Um, Zach even interviewed the brother of LaToya, and he was, like, not allowed back in the house, like, after the Jeez. interview because they were afraid that maybe, like, Zach was carrying something oh from the house and attached to him. I don't know, but then again, there's reports of them working with a famous producer that creates these horror movies, and maybe that's why they couldn't talk, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, I mean, also, I mean, we know Grandma Grandma had some activity, but her and LaToya, they do both claim that they heard footsteps on the basement stairs. Ugh. Remember, guys, the basement stairs, it's going to come in handy. Late at night, they started that base. They stated that basement and kitchen doors were creaking open unassisted. Okay, no, thank you. But then again, you know, I always feel like basements in general. I hate going down in the basement at night. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) also winter. It's also winter. Gary and Dan is not the best area. Yeah, you know, um, who knows if there was a window open? 
I don't know. It's the winter time. Shit goes flying with me with the winter time personally. My oh, my yeah. front door likes to come open. So that to mine. me is not as scary, but mm-hmm. I would definitely, you know, definitely believe it if they're the ones if they're claiming that. Yeah. Of course, their overall concern is that the demon or demons in the house have got into their three, into the three children, which obviously would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is they bring in the media and they report to Indie Star um, that the kids' eyes would bulge frequently, and their voices would deepen, and they Ugh. were and they were sported evil smiles while being possessed. In quotations, I'll say possessed because mm-hmm. can't verify that yet. No, but, exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and then it gets a little bit, you know, deeper than that. In 2012, the Department of Child Services, in this episode, we'll refer to them as DCS, they get involved. Okay, so there is a caseworker, Valerie Washington. She was appointed the case, um, and she's actually in the Demon House documentary. It is called Demon House, guys, FYI, mm-hmm. which can be found on Amazon, free, if you're an Amazon Prime member. It's great. Um She's in that documentary heavily, and, you know, she is not bullshitting when she's interviewed. Um, so she's a poor, I mean, I could definitely tell there's fear in her. Oh, but, um, yeah. I mean, that documentary, we'll talk about that, though, in a little <laughs> bit, actually. We'll get to <laughs> uh, I love it. Anyway, so she gets appointed. She's working the case. Um, shortly after she's appointed the case, they go to the, the, the kids go to the hospital, and this is where it gets really freaky. Yep. And this is documented, everyone. This is documented in medical records and, I believe, a police report. I'm not sh- you know, I'll just say medical records, okay? In case reports. The oldest son was described described what it felt like to be killed. And wh- wh- he would then walk up, or glided up the wall, backwards, in the presence of the family case manager, Valerie Washington, mm-hmm. Hospital nurses and doctors while in the hospital. The doctors and nurses became terrified and they ran out. Okay, like that, I would be like, hell no. You cannot medically justify how that happened. Oh, definitely How can not. you physically walk up? Yeah. You know, I mean, unless obviously you're at a, a place that I guess does that. Like, I don't even know what place would do that. I mean, you're talking a kid running yeah. up the stairs. Like, describing what it felt like to be killed. I mean, mm, like, that's... Mm-mm-mm. And huh. later on in the hospital, it doesn't end there, they had a mental examination. Um, the two boys spoke in growls, stating, it's time to die and I will kill you. So, again, they said what they've said what they been saying. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, one of them said that, and then the other one at the same time attacked poor grandma. Ugh. I'm starting to feel really bad for grandma. I know, poor grandma is <laughs> the brunt of it all. Seriously, they headbutted her and charged at her stomach. And uh, Valerie Washington was amongst those that witnessed this and states that the oldest son glided backward on the floor while, uh, sorry, the floor, wall, and ceiling. She then leaves the case. She later states that she found no evidence of abuse, no bruises were marks, and that all the children were experiencing spiritual and emotional distress. So that's like on paperwork. Yep. Okay, so going forward, they get a priest involved. Um, they contact... Father Michael Magina, I believe that's how you say his mm-hmm. name. I was actually just watching the documentary earlier really just to refresh my mind, and of course I forgot how to, how they pronounce it. I'm the <laughs> I worst. I think you said it correctly. I'm the worst with name, guys. I apologize, <laughs> but um, he is from Saint Stephen Martyr Parish in Merrillville, which is I guess in Indiana. Um, Father Michael Magina, he finds a house to be infested with not only demons but ghosts as well. He blesses his home, blesses the home, and tells the family to leave at once. Okay, and then he later on we'll get more into it. But he mm-hmm. performs three major exorcisms 
on Latoya. Two in English and the last one in Latin because you can't forget the Latin, right, nope. guys? You can't. That's, you always see it in the Latin, you know. So the family, they pick up, they leave, and they return only for investigations from DCS, which obviously you legally have to be of there. Of course, yep. So during investigations with the DCS, I mean, it's common. The police were called in. Um, and one of the officers, who is actually very present in the documentary and very important to the story, um, his name is Charles Austin. He is a Gary police cap. Well, he was a Gary police captain. I'm not sure if he's still working currently to this day. But um, he went on record saying that he came to believe in demons after visiting the demon house. That's mm-hmm. what they call it down mm-hmm. there. Um, over there, I guess. <laughs> on the west coast. On the yeah. west side. Midwest, um, during the visit, um, an officer's re- recorder also malfunctioned, and the power light flashed indicate that batteries are dying, even though the officer had placed fresh batteries in the recorder earlier that day, which is, that's a huge sign, guys, of any paranormal activity when they drain your batteries, mm-hmm. like, they suck that, that's a huge Right, sign. and they mess with like a lot of I feel like electronic devices. Yes, they stuff drain like the that. batteries. Yeah. yeah, that is a common, common thing that they do. And then, of course, another officer record um, recorded audio. When he played it back later, he heard an unknown voice whisper, "Hey." Oh God, see that? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got the be... chills just like because I'm just trying to think of like that yeah, officer yeah, yeah. listening to that. You know? Yeah, and guys, this is all on police reports. You Ugh. could actually Google it yourself. I did, and you'll find all this fun yeah. stuff on a police report. And it's funny because I'm like, you know, I'm like, how can you dispute this? Like, the oh, cops no, are making this exactly, up? No, they're not no. going to make this up. But anything they'll say, this is bullshit. Yeah, you here. would think, if anything, that that's most likely what they'd say. Because a lot of times people question the paranormal. But this, come on. How can you when it's documented? Yeah, when case you have worker, proof and evidence of stuff, you can't really work on this. It. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So then also there were photos taken at the house by the officers. And in one photo... The basement stairs, by the basement stairs, there was a cloudy white image in the upper right-hand corner. And then when an officer enlarged the photo, that cloud appeared to resemble a... Guess what it is, Jill? Oh, God. A... Tell us a... A face. face. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing that sync game again. We were playing this at our friend's birthday, in sync game. We had to say the same thing at the same time. We got, um, like... Yeah, two we didn't right. do the greatest together, but... <laughs> Oh, uh, we're good at podcasts, but not this stuff, yep. right, guys? <laughs> oh, gosh. Face then. The... So that's, like, pretty much yeah. the Eamon story. They were there. They were getting severely haunted. They eventually book it. They get the, they get a priest involved. Mm-hmm. You know, the DCS gets involved. Um, and a case, uh, sorry, they had the police involved, DCS, the media. They leave. They're done. But it is important to know. I'm going to go a little bit backwards. I, again, this case is, there's a lot of information to this case. There um, is, even like researching it. Researching so much it. Information some stuff find. is different when you see the documentary, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so it's hard to grasp everything. But um, it is important, though, to know that in April 2012, DCS did petition Lake Juvenile Court for temporary wardship of the three children. So the request was granted, and DCS found that the Amons neglected. Um, I'm sorry, that Latoya Amons neglected her children's education by not having them in school regularly. Um, she would then tell um, Valerie Washington, the first caseworker guys, that there were, um, were times she could not send the kids to school because the spirits would make them sick or they would be up all night without sleep. Mm. Okay, that's hard to, you know, they're not going to care about that. No, School's of like, course. Like, why aren't you here? Yeah. 
you know. Gonna be an absence in their book. They don't care about that. I feel bad for the kids though, but you know, that would be more, you know, understandable. But in back in two thousand and nine, so about two years prior to this, Mm -hmm. same thing happened where the kids were just not going to school, so they had record of that, so they were just kind of like, okay, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to say that. I'm not saying it's bullshit, but that's, what, that's how they no, kind of, of course, viewed that's it. what they viewed it as. They it's kind of like, you know, when you cry wolf and it's actually really happening to you, and you're mm-hmm. like, effers, you know? Like, no, it like, is like, true, you know? Yeah. yeah, so unfortunately, the older children were sent to St. Joseph's Carmelite home in neighboring East Chicago, while the younger child was sent to another living facility for psychiatric evaluation. I'm sorry, guys, with the whole kids. I know it's hard to, like, keep them in mind, but she was very private with her kids. Really, mm-hmm. the only thing you could find is the ages and, like, two, you know, one girl and two boys. So I do apologize about that. But um, the youngest child, like, again, was in a living facility for psychiatric evaluation. Then there, a clinical psychologist found him stable and coherent, except when he talked about demons. Go figure. No, of course, yeah. I mean, who would be? <laughs> yeah, right. At that and then, point? yeah, it was only it was only then that his talk became illogical when he would talk about demons. He tended to change the subject. His stories varied each time. He was asked about the events in the house, so that kind of can point mm-hmm. to lying, I guess. If you can't really remember, I mean, I just feel like if you, but he's also young though. You know, he's a young kid. Like you can't, you no, know, exactly. hold them accountable. And like, it's got to be terrifying. Oh, his think of. I, I can't even imagine going through something like that. No. He's got to be so messed up, like mm-hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. He probably blocks a lot of it out, and maybe it is hard to process exactly what happens. Yeah, absolutely. But um, none of them, none of the children, though, were deemed to suffer from any psychological issues at the end of the day. So they were cleared from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was in April. Back in a month later, in May, um, Latoya, Rosa... Father Magina and the three off and three officers with the police dog and a different DCS caseworker. Um, so it's no longer Miss Washington. Um, they do return to visit the demon house to do an investigation of some sort. Um, but when the group went down into the basement, I said, "Remember the basement, guys." Mm-hmm. Um, the caseworker saw a peculiar substance dripping from the wall. Touching it, the group found it slippery and tacky. Ew. Ugh, I know. <laughs> Father Maginot told police he wanted to investigate the dirt floor under the stairs for either a human body oh, or a pentagram or personal objects buried there, which could indicate a curse or a demonic presence in the house. Um, what's it called? Father Maginot then I believe he he believed that Latoya's boyfriend possibly put a curse on the family. He states maybe he put a curse on the mother. He had once asked her for an article of underwear as a souvenir around that time. Latoya mm-hmm. also had a family picture disappear from her album, and a pair of her shoes disappeared. Personal items are often used in curses against a person. Latoya mm-hmm. received an angry phone call from a woman who said she was the boyfriend's wife. Oh, God. Latoya said she never knew he was married and was going to break up with him anyway. The lady warned her that she's going to be very, very sorry that she had ever had anything to do with him. Okay, then. That gets a little hairy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And then this is where it gets creepy. So police said the dirt area looked like the concrete might have been removed specifically to bury something. And with this added information, they did, they began to dig. And they removed a four-foot portion of earth. Um, the group found a press-on fingernail, 
a sock, political button, and a pair of boys' socks with a feet cut out, a lid for a pan, and a pair of underpants. Okay. Also amongst the items were very heavy weight of unknown origin were used. I don't know what that means. That's what I have notated. What the group wondered mm-hmm. might be connected to foul play or accidentally death that may have occurred in the house, especially since the youngest boy was experiencing an imaginary friend, which mm-hmm. is just oh, creepy. Those imaginary friends, guys, we talked about it, who claimed to have been killed. Um, and then Magina, he um, later on instructed the, um, what's it called, the area to be blessed with salt. Okay, then. So they definitely found evidence of a curse happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if that was from the Latoya, from Latoya's family. If that was, you know, I mean, I feel like you find your man's cheating on you. A lot of times they go after the other woman. Like, you say stuff like that. Oh, I mean, of course. That's... I'm not going to, you know, if if I received that phone call, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, she's over a spell on me. Oh, no, you I would just think be that. like, she's probably going to try to me up or fight me if she sees me yeah, out. Yeah, like clean my cars, get <laughs> exactly. rid of my tires, just, just, you know. Yeah, egg my house, yeah, something like, other than cur- put a curse on you. you know? Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> I said it earlier, um, they they had three major exorcisms in that house as well. Again, two in English and one in Latin. The um, attendants uh, uh, consisted of two police officers who were involved in the case um, since the first home visit initially, to offer both emotional and physical strength in case of superhuman strength, which is common in exorcisms, became an issue. Mm-hmm. So they had two police officers there, and then, um, of course, Father Maginot and then Latoya. Um, during the first two exorcisms, Latoya convulsed and thrashed, falling asleep at times, which Father Maginot believed was a way for the demons to lessen the power of the ritual. Mm-hmm. But then the third one was... Barely any barely anything happened. The final one, you know, and it showed evidence that it was gone, rid of her. Um, and that's kind of the end that you hear. You know, that's kind of yeah. it with them. They she gets custody of her kids, and they do move to um they move 150 miles away to Indianapolis. So oh, there yeah, you go. I would want to move far away from that house. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's... what's it called? I can't even imagine going back. But yeah, they they, they live in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Latoya, Rosa. Um, that was in 2014, so who knows where they are now. Um, and then they did, al- along with Father Maginot, um, Latoya, they both signed the movie deal separate from the uh, from Bagan's documentary, mm-hmm. which we're about to discuss, along with Evergreen Media Holdings in 2014 with... Lee Daniel set to direct, but um, the current status of the project is unclear. I haven't heard anything about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're going to release anything or what's going on with that. Obviously, COVID, so that probably even delayed anything, everything even further. But I mean, I feel like it would have been out by now. That's yeah, 2014. That's it's seven yeah, like years seven ago. years yeah. from now. Yes, yeah, so I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and come in, Mr. Zach Bagans. Okay, so those that don't know who he is, he describes himself as one of the world's leading researchers on ghosts and demonology. Um. He claims that there was a physical element in connection with the house's most prominent demon. A demon, he says, came to him in his dreams not long before he bought the house. Okay, so the opening documentary, he talks about mm-hmm. that. The demon was a 12-foot-tall goat man, and he supposedly visited him in the dream that he had shortly before the, this whole, before he even became aware of this house. 
and it breathes black smoke into Bacon's lungs, and he wakes up not feeling great. Okay, so after he has that dream, Indie Star, they made it pretty public. It's on the news about this demon house, okay? Mm-hmm. It, it makes very local. I mean, it makes every local news station. It even branches out. So he hears about it. He buys a house sight unseen. In 2014, he claimed after he read a particular article uh, from the Indie Star about Eamon's claim of demonic possession in the home. Okay, so he buys this film. Uh, he buys this film. He buys his home in 2014. Um, he then goes to do an investigation of the home. Because if you guys watch Ghost Adventures, that's what they do. They investigate. Mm-hmm. And they see what's there. Um, it's a really, really good film, guys. I really highly recommend watching it. It's creepy. It's creepy in a different way than like The Conjuring is. Like This is real life stuff. That's what really creeps yeah, me Yeah, she couldn't even it. finish it. I'm I like, Jill, come on. <laughs> I know Listen, I love all the research and all that, but once I feel like something's starting to mess with me, and it tells you right in the beginning when you start the documentary to, like, kind of view at your own risk. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And I was just, I was starting to get yeah. creeped out. I was home alone. It was night. I was like, I have to pause it. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> investigates everything, though. That's what I do love about him. Like, they found um, throughout the documentary that there was black mold in the mm-hmm. attic and carbon dioxide. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just one of the examples, and... You know, it could have led to psychosis. I mean, who knows? But he ends up bulldozing the house in 2016, which is crazy. Like, he never bulldozes anything. Like, he just, he got rid of it. Like, if you guys watch the documentary, it's really, really insane. Um, he starts it off by um, saying that this that this is the case that really fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the opening. He goes, demonologists believe that demons can attach themselves to you through other people, objects, and electronic devices. So view at your own risk, and that's what what Jill is stating. It's <laughs> yeah, basically it's, it's definitely to, eerie. Yeah, yeah. So they so basically at the end of the documentary, he um he battles the demons or demon, I should mm-hmm. say. He's by himself in the house. I mean, um, it's really really creepy, mm-hmm. and he always had glasses, but now he wears like these like multi layered lenses. I don't know much about this stuff, so I'll apologize. But the demon did go after his eyes. And there was just no medical explanation as to how that could have happened. Um, so he taunted it and it fought back. So he had the house demolished. Um, and But he demolished everything, guys, besides that staircase. And he brought back the dirt, too. Where did he bring them to, Joe? You might ask. He brought them dun, to dun, his... Dun. He brought them to his museum, <laughs> his, guys, in Las you'll Vegas. you'll be going to which, again. For the, the fourth time, I'll be going there in July. Um... Actually, the first time I was there, July of 2018, I, um, he had it really set up a different way, and, I, and I'm really grateful that he, um, changed it, because mm-hmm. it was really, really terrifying, and to this day, this is one of my scariest experiences, so, um, the tour is great, guys, you really need to go visit that museum if you love anything paranormal, he does such a great job, and he collects everything, it's just, it's really spectacular, so he has a room in there, um, called the Demon House Room. So I was excited. I saw the documentary um, and I go in there and I was like with this weird family. Mm-hmm. My my husband did not want to go and he's like, fuck this. I'm not going in there because they um, they warn. They warn you, Stacia, who's my favorite tour guide there. Um, she was basically like, I'm not going in there, but <laughs> there really? you go. You can go in there. She did not go in there. Wow. And of course, I'm like opening the door. I'm like, sure, I'll go right in there. Right. 
It was the creepiest experience of my life, guys. Like, the energy I felt in there. Now, what did it look? Because I've never been in the museum. Okay, so, yeah, he like, has he had the room back then, like, a stair, the staircase. Was, okay. And he had dirt underneath it, like, Jeez, from the Amos home, oh or from goodness. the Gary, Indiana home. Yeah. And um, I'm getting, like, so much anxiety just talking about this right mm-hmm. now. So I'm sorry if I sound like an idiot right now. My apologies. But, like, I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> but it was just really, really intense, and I just felt, like, really stuck, and I just felt like I had to be underneath the staircase, if that makes sense. Like, I just oh felt goodness. this energy, like, pulling me in, and I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I was with these weird families, and there were this weird family. It was, like, two parents and, like, two kids, and like, one of the kids was definitely way too young to be there, oh, but God. they were fucking there anyway, and I'm just like, I, I need to get out of here. Like, yeah. the energy I felt was, like, insane. It was absolutely insane. It was crazy. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I couldn't. And they're like, oh. I'm like, did you guys, like, watch this documentary? Like, do you know what this is? I'm like, yeah. this is like, powerful, any- powerful, powerful yeah. shit. Um, so, like, I'm Jeez. trying to get out. I couldn't even open up the door. And I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. The, the amount of energy, it just drew me in. I ran out of there. I went to the gift shop. I bought, am I even kidding? I bought rosary beads. It made me feel better. And, like, till this day, I have, like, I just, like, a lot of times when you get affected by demonic energy, that is, you feel like you have to go back. Like, you just have to go back. Like, so, like, I still feel that energy. Like, I still feel it, like, pulling yeah. me there, to, like, kind of in a way. And, um, honestly, and you're I, going back, right? Oh, I've been there. I've been there three been other times, two other yeah. times since then. What he did, though, I've gone back because I'm an idiot. I've gone back into that room. Not to the museum. I mean, like, but I went back yeah. to the room. But he, like, kind of, like, put a barrier in front of it so you can't get as close. Like, I was, like, like imagine being as close, like, your eyebrows feeling like they're about to, like, Jeez. burn off going to an oven. Like, I was so close to it. Like, he, he, he did the right thing. And he did, like, a really good, like, warning video. Like, okay. before you go in there, like, when you enter the room, there's a, like, video that he has. And he talks about it. And and you can decide if you want to go further. And oh, I, my I, gosh, I'm done. yeah. I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> I, no, exactly. It's but really, really, really creepy. It's scary. I mean, I should have known because when I did watch the documentary for the first time, I was like so excited. I run home and I know you, you had to get. A, I think I had to get a, on my phone at the time, so like I was watching it and my phone just stopped working like throughout the thing. It was like a month or two months old, like so. There's just no explanation, mm-hmm. and it was just I had to restart. It was like really difficult to get through the documentary technolo- technologically wise, but um. Well, I'm I really, felt like really, that really, too, even when I, that's yeah. why I was starting to get creeped out. Like, my yeah. phone was glitching, and I was like, It's All serious, right. serious um, business. He brought it back to the museum. Like, do I think it should be there? I don't think it should be there. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. You know, yeah. he warns you, go in there. But, I mean, this documentary, again, it can be found on Amazon Prime for free. Um, it was released, released back in Mar- on March 16, 2018. It really is a great film, though. It, it really, it's one of these things that just will taunt, taunt me until... I don't know. I guess I'm senile. Yeah. This might sound like a stupid question. Now, when you go into his museum, are you allowed to have your phone out at no. all? No, right? I didn't nope. think so. I just wanted to confirm that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I it's would, really, yeah. really, really cool. I'm, where I'm actually trying to get Jill to go with me to be. I, mean, I go, know. Go I might be group. able to. Oh, my God. It would be so much fun. I, we'll do a really cool episode there when we're there. Oh, that would be awesome. But um, it's really cool, guys. It's just He's just such a good collector, and he's just... He's just so good at what he does. He risks everything to basically prove to the world that this does exist. And mm-hmm. I, I personally can't thank him more than enough. He def- I've learned so much from him. This, I mean, this documentary was, you know, he almost went blind, guys. Like, this is 
serious shit. And I feel bad for those kids that were affected by the home. And, you know, he he knocked it down. He just thought it was just too fucked up to be there. He yeah. knocked it down. But again, though, the police do report, though, in Gary, Indiana, that there's a lot of, like, I guess, seances that occur there, which is creepy. Yes, I read that right on the lot there. I don't know. I don't know, man. Who knows if that was a curse from the boyfriend or not. But, yeah, you know, I think that it's just a portal to hell, pure hell there, you know, and... I'm just happy he has at least some of his vision. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. that that feeling I felt, it was just it's just unreal and like it's just and I literally my heart palpitation right now is like And you still went back though. So like Yeah, you said, I love you some just crazy. Felt like you had, no, well, I mean, a well, little yeah, crazy, I, no, I'm <laughs> I I get pulled back to things, yeah. you know. A lot of things don't um what's it called? Um a lot of things don't scare me or terrify yeah. me maybe as much as And that's something as, that like, really they should. stuck with you. Yeah. But um, I definitely highly recommend you guys watching the movie. You'll mm-hmm. get a lot of insight more than we can ever provide to you guys. But you know, we were we were. I'm I'm actually happy we did this episode. I was thinking about doing it in the beginning, and I was kind of like, is it scary? Is it you know? It's very interesting. It's the very. Case, it's yeah. more on the eve, definitely evil side than more of these stories have yes, been. Definitely. But um, like more physical. I yeah. Feel like these, you know, it's yeah, definitely. But we have exciting news. We are collaborating with. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, fuck it, my favorite psychic, <laughs> Patty Negri. She is phenomenal. She actually works with Zach Bagans all the time. She's constantly on his show. Like, he's, like, he loves her. Like, he uses her. Like, she's great. I had a reading with her last year before we even started this podcast when I was still pregnant. And she's just, she's been, like, the most spot on that I've ever experienced. And mm-hmm. she's just such a sweet, amazing. She's so sweet. She knows it all. So we're going to be filming Hopefully filming and record, definitely recording an episode with yep. her coming up in the next few weeks. Um, so we're so excited about that. We're going to be asking her all questions, mommy and paranormal related. That's going to um, be a really great episode. It's really, really going to be a great episode. It's going to be basically what we formed our podcast on, mm-hmm. like, you know, babies and paranormal. And I think well, I think we've done a good job with our cases really portraying yeah, kids definitely. and paranormal. But, like, we're going to be asking specific questions. Like, we're getting down to it. And she's going to, you know. Yeah, experiences that she's had. It'll be really cool Yeah, and to she's really excited her. to get her message out. Um, So we're, we can't be even more, any more excited for that. If you guys have any questions that you would like us to, you know, ask her mm-hmm. on the show, please, please, please reach out to us. Again, you can find us on our Instagram, Paramomal Activity Podcast. And DM us. You can even email us. There's a link to email us or comment. We are here and we want to hear it all. But thanks, guys, though. This has really been a great episode. I'm actually really glad we did it. Me too. It's a good one. (laughs) It is. It's a a little bit long, guys, and we we apologize. But Yeah, and if any of you, you know, if you check out the documentary, let us know what you think on it. Yes, yes. Watch it with somebody, though. Don't do it yourself. Don't do what I did. It was very creepy trying to start it and watch it by yourself. Yes, 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 guys. So anyway, we'll be back shortly with another fun-filled, scary episode. But until then, stay safe.